So today's topic is three three purposes of Vedas, dedicated to Shri Prabhupada and all the Vaishnava Acharyas. That's why we chant one prayer initially. If you remember, Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bevacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunam. That means we offer our prayers respectful obeisances unto all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, who just like desire trees. Who can fulfill the desires of everyone? They are full of compassion for all the fallen conditions. So this is the meaning of that prayer which and this one. So we take blessings of all the Vaishnavas, all the Acharyas, so that they can empower us, they can make us understand and others also can understand this knowledge. Because as we discussed many times, that a person cannot understand this knowledge simply by having some material uh, intelligence. A person can be very, very intelligent materially, but for him, maybe this spiritual knowledge may be something which is like blind spot for him. He may not have, may not have any knowledge about spiritual life, although he may be a very, very advanced so-called educationist person in material life. So material life does not, spiritual life does not depend how much you have advanced in material life. It is not like that. It totally depends on the mercy of the Lord. So that's why we ask mercy of all the devotees, all the Vaishnava Acharyas, and by their mercy, we try to understand this knowledge. So last week we discussed, I will just take a quick recap for all of you, those who missed or in case you were there, let's have a quick recap where Prahlad Maharaj is telling uh, about, uh, we discussed previous to that, how a person who is not aware of, the, not conscious of his spiritual life, how he wasted his life. So it was discussed, a person generally is for 100 years and out of 100 years, 50 years are already wasted if a person is not uh, aware of spiritual life is ignorance or is working very hard so 50 years already wasted then out of remaining 50 years 10 years the person wasted in he is wasting in when he's child then 10 years he's wasting in boyhood 20 years when he's invalid he's old and then remaining 10 years because he has not done anything in 90 years 10 also 10 years also he cannot do anything so that's why Prahlad Maharaj says that a person who is very much attached to this material world for him, it is very difficult to understand spirituality. And attachment is the cause because of person. Last week's session was cause of bondage. And the cause of bondage was, as we discussed, attachment to this material world. That is a cause of bondage. It can be anything. It can attachment can be to, to, to place we have taken birth or to family, to wife, to relatives, any, any, any attachment which is not related to Krishna, that will bind us in this material world. So that we discussed last week and also we discussed how we can remove this attachment. Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janaiti Asuvayaragyam Gyanam Chitat Ahetukim. That means Vasudeva Bhagavati by worshipping Vasudeva Lord Krishna Bhakti Yoga Prayojita by Bhakti Yoga and Janaiti Asuvayaragyam person becomes detached, becomes Vairagya uh, develops Gyanam Chitat Ahetukim or knowledge also develops. And then we also discussed last time that a uh, person who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared for to make us understand this Vairagya Vidya. And then we discussed that uh, his appearance, that Vairagya Vidya Nijivakti Yoga, he came to show how he has to be worshipped. That's all we discussed. And ultimately, by following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions, a person can get the ultimate perfection of life that is love of Krishna. And in series of that verse, today we are discussing 
about Prahlad Maharaj's next teaching, one of the very important versions. And this also we will discuss further how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very nicely he described everything. So this verse is Nahi Achutam Pirneto Bahu Asayo Suratmaja Atmavat Sarvabhutana Siddhartvat Iha Sarvata. So what Prahlad Maharaj is telling. So he is actually speaking to, he has written, my dear sons of demons. So basically he is speaking to his classmates. So Hirna Kashur sent Prahlad Maharaj, you can go and you can, uh, because it was, it was a custom that every student had to go to Gurukul. So father sent him to Gurukul and in, in Gurukul also he is preaching. So this is called his preaching spirit. No matter wherever you are, you can be in hell or you can be in heaven or you can be in jail, in can be prison house or anywhere you can preach. So this is called his preaching spirit. So you see preaching spirit of Prahlad Maharaj, although he, he is there with the sons of demons and uh, he is preaching about Krishna consciousness. So this is called as very bold preacher. Just like Narad Muni is a bold preacher, Prahlad Maharaj is also a bold preacher. So what he is telling? My dear sons of demons, the supreme personality of God and Narayan is the original super soul, the father of all living entities. Consequently, there are no impediments to pleasing him or worshipping him under any conditions, whether one become, whether one be a child or old man. The relationship between the living entities and the supreme personality about it is always a fact and therefore there is no difficulty in pleasing the Lord. So yesterday I went to one person's house and he was one of our Elbisher. He helped us in some different ways. So I we had Kirtan at his home and we had some discussion on Bhagavad Gita, Gita and it was Gita Jayanti yesterday, so very important day. So we had some discussion on Bhagavad Gita also. We had Kirtan also, everything. And finally, after the session, everything, the program got over, one person came from uh, this person's brother or someone, he was there, he came. And he told, yes, uh, Swamiji very nicely, you spoke about Bhagavad Gita and Kirtan was also very good. But uh, I would like to tell you something which you are not aware of. Yes, please tell me. So then he says, actually, uh, you all are misguided. So Bhagavad Gita is actually not spoken by Krishna. Oh, oh, I thought, okay, let me know something else. So he said, Bhagavad Gita is actually spoken by Lord Shiva. You are not aware of this fact, but actually it's a fact. Most of the people, they don't know Bhagavad Gita is actually spoken by Shiva. And because of uh, wrong understanding, because we have imperfect understanding, that's why we're thinking like that. And then he started speaking on philosophy that this Kaliyuga will stay for next 5,000 years. And after that, again, Krishna will come. And these Vedas are man-made. Like that, many, many things started telling. And I was listening. Okay, yes, continue. I was thinking when he can stop. But he was speaking continuously what to do. <laughs> So then he gave me some books also. You please read this book. These are authorized books. Yes, definitely we will read authorized books. So then I was thinking afterwards that how actually important it is to have knowledge from authorized sources. Now this person maybe have heard this thing from somewhere without taking any authorized, without seeing the references of that particular thing. And he's telling that no, Bhagavad Gita is not authorized literature because it's spoken by Krishna. Krishna maybe uh, if even if you understand that Krishna has spoken, Krishna is a normal human being. So that's how I realized that verse where Krishna says Mahabharata, very important verse, fourth chapter, that 
जन्म कर्मा चे में दिव्यम एवं व्योवेति तक्तता इट इज नॉट पॉसिबल टू अंडरस्टैंड कृष्णा और भगवत गीता बाय अ पर्सन हु इज नॉट अ डिवोटी जन्म कर्मा चे में दिव्यम कृष्णास जन्म एंड कृष्णास कर्मा इज दिव्यम दैट मींस ट्रांसेंडेंटल नॉट एनीबॉडी एंड एवरीबॉडी कैन अंडरस्टैंड तक्तवा देहम पुनर्जन्म नहीं बिकॉज़ इफ यू अंडरस्टैंड कृष्णास जन्म एंड कर्मा यू विल स्टॉप द साइकिल ऑफ बर्थ टू सो दिस इज इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग कृष्णास बर्थ एंड एक्टिविटीज and on who can understand krishna's activities and birth only a devotee bhakti amam abhijanati krishna says you can understand me only through bhakti and he says bhaktosi me sakajeti because you are my friend and you are my dear devotee that's why and in so many places krishna says in bhagavad gita about bhakti yes people many times they say no bhagavad gita is not about only bhakti talk about many many things yes there are many many other things also in gita but ultimately finally krishna what is concluding if you want to understand this knowledge you can only understand to bhakti bhakti amam janati so that's a fact actually that vedic knowledge is not very small it's a very very big vast big of knowledge bhagavad gita and entire vedic knowledge that's why a person cannot read all the vedic literatures in one, one like time it is not possible for him because this vast huge for for uh, vedas itself are very very big then they are upanishad there are sahitas then there are puranas then there are vedanta sutra then mahabharat ramayana bhagavatam such a big body of knowledge vedan uh, vedas are so actually it is not possible for a person to understand and read and everything and that is why this bhagavad gita was spoken krishna says ultimately what is the purpose of so many knowledges i have given in vedas ultimate purpose krishna says to understand me and why it is so big this is one of the reason also because vedas actually deals with all kind of people it is not a specific class of people this vedas are not meant for some specific class of people actually it is meant for all classes of people a person who is a lowest mode of tamo good for him there are instruction in bhagavad gita and and vedas and a person who is a paramhansa for him also there are instruction on in vedas so we will find all kinds of instruction in uh, vedas for different different kind class of people that's why people get confused many times that why it is happening that in some particular puranas like for example in our vedas meetings also allowed so there are vedas also puranas also there are three categories of puranas where puranas are the mode of good ignorance puranas are the mode of goodness and puranas are the mode of passion uh, uh, there are three levels of puranas also three different categories of puranas so the meeting and all is explicitly mentioned in the purana which is categorized in the mode of ignorance because the person who is in ignorant condition he only will eat meat and everything and why purana talks about that thing okay you can eat meat also and that's why there are some religious sects also they claim okay purana talks about meeting you can eat meats like anything it is not like that there is a specific purpose behind it we need to understand the purpose of the instruction and what was the purpose and it is mentioned because even if a person has to eat meat it is mentioned you cannot eat by purchasing outside there is a specific time specific circumstances specific conditions you have to follow then only you are able to you can eat non veg or meat nobody used to purchase from market the system was purchasing outside was not there at all the system was you have to kill if you want to eat some animal you have to kill and the recommended was you can eat goat and you have to kill and you have to look into the eyes of that goat and tell mansa mansa means mansa kharit ki mansa that means 
the way i am killing you today i am eating you you have got all the rights you can next life or any other life you will kill me and you will eat me so this is the entire process of eat if a person want, even wants to take non vegetarian food or meat but now it is slaughter houses and all that's actually that's a degraded so that was not the purpose the purpose was even if you want to eat you have a tendency there are some restrictions so that you follow some restrictions and ultimately it will get controlled not that it is allowing me to take not like that so this was not the purpose and that's why different puranas talk about different kind of demigod worship also sometimes people again get confused and today i got a very nice verse i will share with all of you in padma puran it says that wherever it is mentioned about demigod worship actually it is vishnu's worship shukri that also we discuss and entire vedas can be classified into three categories and three categories are first is called as uh upasana uh, sorry karmakand what is karmakand karmakand means the person is following some rules and regulation of the vedas but the purpose is fruitive activities karmakand means he is ritual he is doing so many rituals ritualistic activities but purpose is not self realization purpose is not to understand who am i what is the purpose of life the purpose is sense gratification that's why most of the category for those who generally in india also if they go to temples and all the most of the time the purpose is how can i get some material benefit out of it they will go to temple with some specific list <laughs> i will get this i will get this i will i'll do this agar ab ye ho jayega to ye karunga if i get no job i will do this like that we have list we have a checklist and we go in front of god and we say that uh, can you please do all these things then i will offer something to you so prabhupada says yes these kind of people are good in the sense that at least they are pious people they are approaching god they are not atheists but they are not best because it is something like doing a business with god so krishna although he will give, give you if you want something but he is not more interested in our love not in business and that actually when we read shrimad bhagavatam uh, this prahlad maharaj's prayers it will come when hiranyakashipu was killed by narsimha dev and narsimha dev was very very happy because prahlad maharaj was such a great devotee he has uh, taken so much of pains to worship lord lord narsimha dev asked prahlad maharaj okay let tell me what is your desire what do you want so then prahlad maharaj said i am not a businessman i am not worshiping you for some gain material gain no my only way i am happy i am whatever you have given me i am happy i am happy being your servant whether i be in hell or heaven doesn't matter i am happy but i am thinking about this all these people in material world those who are non devotee they are suffering soche tat tat vimukh chetasa that was i am thinking about this all these people those who are suffering in this material world so devotee's consciousness is how can i do good for others real good for others not some material benefit but generally those who go for temple and before uh, without not temple uh, for some ritualistic activities many people they do some yagya and other ritualistic activities they fall under the category of fruitive activity that is called as karma kand so that's why there are many many we see some priests are there they come at home they do some activity they take some money everything that comes under karma kanda portion and there is a large section of people they fall under karma kanda many many i think more than 20% people will fall in this category of karma kanda so this is called a first 
portion, first category of the Veda. Second is called as Gyan Kant. So what is Gyan Kant? Gyan Kant means a person is trying to obtain knowledge about himself, about absolute truth, about this material world, about the purpose of life. And then he's trying to follow. Sankhya Yoga falls in that category. You're trying to understand this material world, how this material, the purpose of material world, but actually you're doing by your own. Or maybe you're taking Veda's knowledge also, but ultimately purpose is to get knowledge. Not that after getting knowledge, you are asking something more about liberation and everything. No. The purpose is how can I get knowledge about this material world and about myself and everything through Vedas or through your own mental speculation, whatever it may be. That is called as Gyan Kanda. And third is called as Upasana Kanda. Upasana Kanda means it, it means worship. Worship of the demigods, worship of Krishna. Everything comes under Upasana Kanda. And Upasana Kant is the one which uh, where ultimately when a person becomes perfect, he ultimately reaches to worship of Narayan. And why it is mentioned to worship demigods also? Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, even 7th chapter you read, Krishna says, I only give that faith to the living entity and the demigod, particular demigod. Because at least, although a person going to a demigod, he is not so intelligent that he can understand that ultimately demigod cannot give me the ultimate gain of life because demigod also will do whatever Krishna's will sanction. So why I have to go to demigod? There is no need of going to demigod. But still, at least he is uh, accepting someone as supreme. Someone superior to him. He is accepting. So at least in the line that one fine day he will understand Krishna or he will reach to Krishna. In, in that, at least he is in that train ultimately that will reach to Krishna. So, he is better than a person who is an atheist who is not going to temple. And this is the first beginning of the beginning of the spiritual life. At least he is accepting someone as superior. Generally, what happens? Uh, we do not accept that someone is superior to me. And that's why in that false ego, we think we are supreme. And I can find out the, the cause of nature, the laws of the nature, and I can do whatever I want. People have this understanding. But at least this person going to a demigod, he is better than a person who is an atheist. So Krishna says, I only give that faith in that person to that in that particular living entity, a particular demigod. Okay, you worship him and slowly by worshipping the demigod, if he is worshipping nicely, maybe in this life or next life or next life, he will get a opportunity that he will understand that Krishna is to Bhagavan Sen. He can, he can get that understanding. So different kind of Puranas will talk about different kind of worship. That is a very big confusion. Some people say, I, I read Bhagavad, I read this Puran, this is Shiva Supreme, you read this Puran, this Supreme. But ultimately, Faith Vyasji, who is the compiler of all the Puranas, what he concluded in his last writing, his last composition is Srimad Bhagavatam. And he finally says that Krishna is the Supreme, Krishna is to Bhagavan Sen. So that's what we discuss. Bhagavad Gita Krishna himself says that I am Adirhi Devanam. I am the source of all the demigods. And the purpose of all the Vedic knowledge is to understand me. Both the things Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. So Upasana can't bear a person worships any kind of demigod and or ultimately when he is worshipping Supreme Basani that is Krishna for his ultimate perfection that I want to achieve love about it. Both comes under Upasana can't. But a devotee will not fall under no chance of falling under uh, Karma Khan because he is, does not want any fruitive results. He is working for Krishna. Gyan Khan also does not eat for because he, it doesn't mean devotee does not have knowledge. This sometimes people also think that bhakti means sentimental. It is not like that. 
devotee has all the knowledge this all this we are reading is given by prahlad maharaj and he is a devotee so sometimes people understand this thing okay bhakti yoga means you have to simply chant one you sit one place and you do kirtan they don't have any knowledge it's not like that prabhupada's name is bhakti vedanta bhakti means he has bhakti also devotion also and vedanta means he has vedas knowledge also one of the knowledge of the vedas also that means he is a devotee has both the things he has bhakti also and he has knowledge also so any bhakti which is not backed by proper knowledge transcendental knowledge that will not last long also that may person may do for some time out of sentiment he can do but if it is not backed backed up by proper knowledge it will not go for a long time that's why many times it happens it happens with the many people i have also seen at least personally one or two cases when a person start following krishna consciousness he has this wrong understanding that now nothing bad will happen in my life just like when mata ji used to come never session earlier and uh, some of the other unfortunately her, her husband died and she stopped coming and then one day we approach why you not coming then no there's no god there's no god why my person my has how my husband can die god is there how can he take away my husband so that what does that mean that although that lady mata ji was following but it was not backed up by proper knowledge because a devotee always thinks whatever is happening in my life may be bad may be good whatever is sanctioned by krishna that is my doing he never blames lord and in fact this like we heard about kunti varani kunti varani says krishna gave me more and more miseries so that i can remember you always to different devotee thinks otherwise advanced devotee they think otherwise krishna don't give me happiness because if you happiness i may forget you please give me more and more misery so that i can remember you always this is the understanding of a advanced devotee but because of lack of knowledge something bad happens i got fail in exam i could not get promotion somebody died in my family there is no god so that's why knowledge also is very 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 important without knowledge you can advance in bhakti and shila prabhupad has given this entire vedic understanding in a very very simple way to all of us he have he has told us to read books he has told us to chant 16 rounds he has told us to follow regulatory principle and as far as possible engage in devotional service so this is the beauty of this parampara from which we are taking this knowledge of bhagavad gita chaitanya mahaprabhu also so i was talking about this translation no sorry so this is from uh, about this different processes as i told gyan kand upasana upasana karm kand gyan kand upasana kand what it says when a human being enters into the study of the vedas to obtain vidya knowledge he begins to take part in human civilization then he advances further to the study of upanishad and gain brahma gyan impersonalization of the absolute truth and then he advances still further to sankhya yoga in order to understand the supreme controller who is indicated in the bhagavad gita param brahma param dhamam pavitram paramam bhavan purusham shashvata so they are ultimately telling the same thing what i told that ultimately he uh, karam kand gyan kand and upasana kand now chaitanya mahaprabhu has told this this is verse in chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila will find that what is the conclusion of all the vedas in the sense three per what are the purposes of all the vedas there are three purpose of the vedas and it will cover everything this chaitanya mahaprabhu has mentioned what is this ved shastra kahe sambandha abhidhiya prayojana krishna prapta sambandha bhakti praptera sadhana 
what does that mean the vedic literature gives us information about the living entity's eternal relationship with krishna which is called sambandha the the living entity's understanding of this relationship and accepting accordingly is called abhideya and returning home back to godhead is the ultimate goal of life is called prayojana so these three things are mentioned here sambandha abhideya and prayojana so let us understand what is this what does that mean sambandha means to establish a relationship with that particular living entity or anyone sambandha so prabhupad mentions here the living entity when establish a relationship with krishna that ultimately krishna is supreme personality godhead and i am a servant because till that time you don't have sambandha you cannot act in that capacity just like there is a master there is a servant there is a sambandha relationship between master and servant that servant has to serve master so there is a sambandha and in that sambandha when you establish that relationship then only you lack so in our case what sambandha we have about krishna so krishna says jeevare sarupo nitya krishna das what is the sarup of jeevnik entities that it is nitya krishna das it is a, always a servant not some temporary servant in this material life i am servant always jeevare sarupo nitya krishna das it is always a servant and if you are not servant of krishna then what happens prabhupad says many times you would have heard if you are not serving krishna unfortunately you will serve many many other living entities we may have to serve our senses we have to serve society family and this person that person we have to serve prabhupad said ultimately person if he cannot serve anyone he keep a dog and then he will serve this dog so if you are not serving god unfortunately you may have to serve dog so better let us serve god rather than serving dog so this sambandha is the first step a person realizes himself and that sambandha comes when we read bhagavad gita bhagavad gita talks about five things one of the thing is relationship between lord and living entities bhagavad gita talks about lord who is lord who is living entities what is sambandha what are activities and what is time this five factors bhagavad gita talks about five things and one of the thing is relationship so when a person understand his relationship with the lord then next step is he acts in that capacity because if you want to go further beyond it you have to act in that capacity so when a living entity comes to know okay i am servant of lord now my duty is what to serve krishna so this like once prabhupad was uh, i think i shared earlier also there was one disciple Huh. so there was a disciple he told that somehow he told prabhupad that prabhupad i don't like to surrender exactly maybe i am missing the word something i don't like to surrender so prabhupad says yes this is a disease that we don't want to surrender we don't want to bow down we don't want to accept that somebody superior to me this is a disease and but it's a fact that even though you don't want to surrender you don't want to bow down but when death comes you have to bow down you have to surrender when death when old age comes you have to surrender when disease comes you have to surrender so that means surrenderance should be there we have to surrender either we surrender by force or we surrender by own will so intelligent person will think although ultimately i have to surrender so now let us see where can i surrender so that i can 
I don't have to surrender anyone else. This is the college intelligence. So person has to surrender, but he will think and understand where should I surrender. So this is the ultimate goal of life I can achieve. I may not have to surrender again someone else. So then a person gets surrendered, then he someone is there, then he act in that capacity. So that relationship become more strong. Just like a mother and child, mother will take care of child. Relationship means activity. Husband and wife, there is a relationship and there is activity. So that activity is for what? For the ultimate purpose. What is the ultimate purpose? Returning home back to God. And that is the ultimate goal of life and is called as Prayojana. Samanda, Abhideya and Prayojana. These three things are the ultimate purpose of the Vedas. These three things. And Bhagavad Gita talks about our Samanda, about Krishna. And Srimad Bhagavan talks about activities. And Chaitanya Chaitanya talks about ultimately what is our Prayojana. What is my ultimate Prema? Prema Prumartha Mahan. That ultimately we have to achieve love of Godhead. That is the ultimate aim of life. And Vedic civilization was, so this is the words I was talking about, demigod, I will discuss later. So Vedic literatures are, Varnasana system was meant in such a way that person automatically, if he simply following his particular ashrama, he will slowly gradually develop to the next level. A person who is a Shudra, if he simply follows his duty, what he is supposed to do, he will slowly come to the next level, that is become, become a Vesha. And Vesha, Vesha is following his instruction, he will become a Kshatriya and ultimately they become Brahman and Brahmana means he is the highest order in at least Varnasana system. And further when Brahmana advances, become a Vaishnava. So that was the system in Vedic civilization. So Brahmana used to guide the society and the society was arranged in such a way that everyone used to get a chance to advance in spiritual life. Unfortunately, now we don't have this opportunity that person is uh, can get instruction from Brahmanas. Brahmanas are not there, Vaishnavas are not there, unfortunately. And that's why we see that many times many time crimes are happening. You know, every day we see crimes are happening because Brahmanas are like brain of society. If Brahmanas are not in the society, then these things are bound to happen. Suppose a person who has, whose brain is not working properly, Although he had, he has hands, he has legs also, everything is there. But if his brain is not working properly, what he will tell? We will talk, call him as a mad person. His activity will not be a regular person's activity. He is a mad person. So similarly, a society where Brahmanas and Sashnavas are not there is as good as society of mad people. And Prabhupada used to say, used to say the society is soul-killing civilization. Now we have, we have invented machine also how to kill a living entity very easily. Recently, suicide capsule has developed. Most of you would have heard. So, Prabhupada says, what is this invention? Already person has to die, whether you invent or not. You invent something so that you can do some good for the person, you can increase his life. But rather than increasing life, we are what we are inventing, how a person will die. So, ultimately, he has to die, whether you invent or not. So, that is that is the meaning of Shram Avi Kevala. That we are simply working hard and wasting our time. But when a person becomes intelligent, somehow he comes in touch with pure devotee, he follows instruction, then he can actually gradually understand what is the Samanda, what is the Abhideya, and what is the Prayojana, and then acts in etiquette in that category. And spiritual master is a pure devotee, Acharya. He devises various ways and means so that he can attract living entities. Somehow or the other, they can come and understand this knowledge and take benefit out of it. This is the role of an Acharya. And that's why Krishna says, Acharya Maam Vignaniya. That means 
you understand acharya as good as me i am uh, if you are worshiping an acharya it is some it is exactly like worshiping me that's what is the meaning the krishna himself telling in bhagavatam 11th canto i think he says na abamen abamanne karichit that means this never disrespect an acharya acharya is as good as me never disrespect him always worship him so shri prabhupad has given us such a nice method and process that we can act in this three capacities sambandh abhideya and prayojana simply by following his instruction nicely and any person who is following instruction of a pure devotee his life will be successful it's a fact just like prabhupad used to tell many many times so when uh, disciples they were new they used to because it was a new scon was initially started and many problems were there devotees were not disciples or not knowing how to run temple many many practical problems were there so they used to write letters to prabhupad that prabhupad this is the problem is happening this is happening this temple this devotee is doing this many many problems they used to write to prabhupad and in very very if you see prabhupad almost most of the times he will <coughs> conclude the letter like this that okay whatever it may be but you please try to chant 16 rounds every day follow four agility principles and as far as possible engage in devotional service try to become pure devotee krishna in this life and everything will be everything will be taken care that means ultimately prabhupad is telling this is the solution of all the problems you may do some temporary arrangement for that problem but ultimately all the problems will get solved if we follow this simple sometime we take it very easily eh? what will happen by chanting no it's not very easy thing krishna what is telling gita please understand a person who bhakti is the ultimate thing is telling after telling everything gyan yoga he is talking about everything shudo me parvam vacha he says i have told you many many things now you think about listen to my highest instruction 18th chapter he says because bhagavad gita is also many many thing many many things are there in gita also person can get lost again there are many people they try to teach from bhagavad gita supply chain management they want to do some motivational things from bhagavad gita and many many other things but that is not the purpose of gita purpose of gita is to make you devotee of krishna that is the purpose of gita if you take any other meaning from gita unfortunately that is not correct meaning person may end up understanding something else that is not the purpose of gita so ultimately purpose of gita is to become a devotee and the devotee we can become only and only by when we serve a pure devotee without his mercy as we discussed in one of the lecture in the pralad varasi series only maya sambad rajo abhishekam that without getting dust of the lotus feet of a pure devotee nobody can advance in spiritual life and that is this entire process what we are following in especially in gaudi vaishnava it is very very important in our gaudi vaishnava siddhanta it is nicely mentioned the importance of guru importance of guru very nicely and sometime people don't understand who is guru they think anybody can i can accept this guru my guru is this it is not like that guru is a very 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 important position not anyone and everyone can become guru to become guru you need a lot of qualification not anybody can become guru so prabhupad has spread this this parampara has captured that importance of guru and that's what we are following guru's instructions guru mukha padma vakya chittete goriya ka it is the prayers of by narottam das thakur varadacharya that guru mukha padma vakya chittate goriya ka that means the lotus the words which are coming out of the lotus lotus feet of lotus mouth of spiritual master that will become my life and so this is my purpose of life that's the disciple is praying like that so when we follow 
pure devotee instruction, then by his mercy, we can get Krishna's mercy. And Prabhupada has made such a nice system to get his mercy and to get Krishna's mercy, Prabhupada has made a system of... So this verse, this is, I, I will just take away from the topic. Uh, this verse I was telling, this is Padma Purana, which says there are many types of Vedic literature and supplementary Puranas. In each of them, there are particular demigods who are spoken as the chief demigod. This is just to create an illusion for moving and non-moving living entities. Let them perpetually engage in such imagination. However, when one analytically study all this very literature, collectively, he comes to the conclusion that Lord Vishnu is the one and only Supreme Personality Godhead. I was talking about this verse in Padma Purana. Okay. So, Prabhupada has, has uh, given this conclusion that Vishnu is Supreme Personality Godhead from the Vedic literature to all of us. And he has again kept us a very, very nice position that we can serve him also nicely, Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna and pure devotee by distributing his books. The book marathon is happening. All of you are, I, I hope all of you are engaged. So what, as I show video every time, I will show all of you a video. This video is not about, about this session. This video is about a devotee. It's a small video, four minutes video only. He's talking about how he came in touch with Krishna consciousness and how actually this thing changed his life. So please see this video. This very, very important video. You will also get an inspiration that how I can be also become a part of person's life so that his life can be changed. We will see this video and after that we will have chanting, we will have questions also, also and remaining part of the session. Okay. In case it is not audible, please let me know. So, video quality is not. Hare Krishna, please accept my obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. My name is Balaram Das. I'm from originally born in Morocco, which is a Muslim country in North Africa, but grew up in England and I'm trying to serve Prabhupada in Turkey, Istanbul. It's a Muslim country also. I want to thank Iskon Desire Tree and HowIcame.com for giving me this opportunity to glorify both Prabhupada and the Sankirtan mission. In 1994, I was 24 years old. I was like, not happy, not satisfied with aim of life, meaning of life in London. I just came to a point where I had money, house, girlfriend, everything. I just thought something is missing. I didn't know what it was. So I decided to close my life in London, my business, my girlfriend, my house, sold everything, got a caravan. And I decided to go travel for two years. It was a plan to travel for two years from London to India. And the idea was to visit different countries and try to learn something about life. I wasn't looking for God or religion or something like that. And then as I was traveling, six months later, I started to read the Quran because I'm Muslim. I started to read the Quran again and I studied it, studied it, and I was, again, not satisfied with the answers. So I was looking in my van for other books and I pulled out this book and it said, The Science of Self-Realization. And just the title itself was just perfect for what I needed. It was exactly what I was looking, self-realization, the science of self-realization. 
I started to read and within one page, I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I was looking for. And so I just read page and page and page. It answered all my questions. It, it gave me a lot more information, even than what I had asked for, a lot more, everything. I was like, just started and actually started to practice Krishna consciousness in Istanbul. I never met devotees anywhere, never heard the Hare Krishna Mahamantra anywhere. So, you know, I've got direct experience of, um, they call Prabhupada's books time bombs. Uh, and, you know, I, I never met devotees. So it's just somehow or other, Prabhupada came in his book form and he convinced me very easily, you know, this is how we can glorify Prabhupada. He gives such high philosophy in such a clear way that even some mundane person like me can understand it and completely change their life. I started chanting Hare Krishna in Istanbul. I became vegetarian, started to follow four rakes, started to chant four rounds like that. And then, of course, I looked around in Turkey. I looked at the back of the book for addresses and there was no temple. I looked in Iran, that was the next country, no temple. Pakistan, no temple. Of course there was, but they're underground, so they were not printed in the books. So my first temple actually was Vrindavan in, um, you know, India Vrindavan. I joined there and after four days, somebody told me about Mayapur. And I said, when he, just by his description, I said, yes, that's my place. And then I drove my van from Vrindavan to Mayapur in 1995. And I joined Iskom Mayapur New Bhakta program. And after New Bhakta program, I went on to join the Muslim preaching program. And now, by Krishna's desire and Prabhupada's desire, he has a temple uh, in Istanbul. We've had it for the last seven years, official Indian cultural center. And how the book came to be in my van, that's a nice point to glorify. So somebody gave the book to my brother. My brother never read it. The day I was leaving London in my caravan, he just gave it to me. It's completely inspired by Krishna Paramatma. And he said, take this, maybe you'll read it. I never read it. I just took it and I just practically threw it in the van. And then six months later, I ended up reading it and becoming a devotee. So all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to the Sankirtan mission. I want to thank every single devotee involved in every single way anyway in translating, printing, distributing, shipping, packaging, supporting, assisting the Sankirtan mission. Uh, because I owe my, my life now actually to you. I owe my life to Prabhupada Sankirtan mission and the devotees. And you know, I can't say enough to like show my appreciation for that and to say thank you for that. Because without that, I, I would be in some hell hole in London or something. I mean, I'm Muslim, so I never drank, never, took any drugs or anything like that. I was really happy, positive, but still life had no meaning and it was kind of empty until I had contact with Prabhupada. Now my life is full and preaching on Prabhupada's behalf. It's, um, it's happiness, it's a struggle, it's happiness though, because I'm fulfilling the desire of the pure spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, and his service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And I appreciate everybody who does anything to assist Prabhupada in any way. And thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Hare Krishna.